For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is Jeff Fidoten with Believe in Chiefs on the Believe Podcast Network, Kansas City's number one sports podcast network. The only place with a show for every team in KC and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? On this week's show, former Chiefs offensive lineman Joe Valero and I Talk a little NFL draft. And Joe, you know, I'm so craving any kind of sports viewing. I found myself Monday night. uh, They've been replaying on ESPN old Monday night football games, um, some of the more important ones. And Mm -hmm. they had uh, Brett Favre's first start uh, against the Packers when he had joined the Minnesota Vikings. And so you had Rodgers versus Favre, the old guard versus the new guard. So, of course, they come up with a, uh, a flashback to the 49ers-Chiefs game, Young versus Montana, and they show the clip of you catching the touchdown pass uh, from Montana. So cool that, you know, I'm sure a lot of people are watching this game. They're still tuning into ESPN. Like a whole new set of fans, a generation senior. Uh, senior. Yeah, like who's that 73? Look at the size. That guy's boy, that guy is a true wide receiver, <laughs> right? Wide being in quotes, of course. Um, yeah, that, that, Thank goodness I was the first scorer in that game. I think that's why that always shows up in a lot of those Montana Young, you know, shootout, quote, documentaries or when they use that clip in other sort of sports documentaries. But that was such a thrill. I mean, such an amazing, you know, thing that, to be captured in that, uh, you know, in that rivalry between Steve Young and Joe Montana for that game and to be the first scorer. And I think, I think a lot of it, too, the fact that there's a great shot of Joe right after he, he throws the ball and he puts his arms up, you know, after I thank God I caught it. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, cause that would have been the worst look on his face, right? That wouldn't have, that definitely wouldn't have made the highlight film, but uh, yeah, he, he had this really good, you know, he put his arms up in the air and he was kind of celebrating after it. And, and I think um, maybe just the pure joy of, of us scoring first and going, going, giving him a little bit of a cushion with the lead helped, for sure. Helped him uh, take the pressure off in that game. So, yeah, what a, what a great – the fact that it shows up in some of those crazy other yeah. uh, documentaries is, is wild. And what, like you said, what a demonstrative celebration by uh, Montana, which, you know, made a good viewing too. And also I think, you know, it, it is a noteworthy that uh, a tackle-eligible play. You know, the other thing that occurred to me, uh, seeing it again – and getting to kind of see it on the big screen, and I kept replaying yeah. it. I shot the video, texted it over to, uh, you know, my, my fiance got a kick out of it. But, uh, and, you know, another thing that occurred to me seeing that play again, Joe, is how open you were. And just for me, obviously, I've only played on a very low level, but even when playing with friends and stuff, I always thought the hardest catches were the ones you're wide open when you're just like waiting and that's all you can think about. And I thought about you on that. I'm like, I think that would be 10 times harder than if you were covered. It was because everything Jeff was happening in slow motion. Like I could almost read 
the Wilson on the ball. Like I could almost read like the writing, you know, as it was coming. Cause it just, like you said, everything just slows down in those situations when you're not reacting, you know, quickly to something. I mean, everybody always knows like, you know, when you, when you're in the kitchen and you bump a, a plate and you, you react quickly to catch it before it breaks, like, like things start to slow down a little bit in those situations. But when you can react quickly to something that happens and you get surprised by it, it's almost easier to act in that moment than when I was literally standing flat footed out there waiting for the ball to come. And I just kept waiting. Like, is somebody going to just, is some defensive back that we didn't see just going to drill me, you know, when I catch this ball, like what's going to happen? Um, you know, is Eric Stone Street going to come out of the stands? Cause he was right behind <laughs> me when I scored, scored that one. Is he going to like jump out of the stands and knock the ball out of my hands? Like, you know, you, you start to worry about it. The, the catch on Monday night football that I had over my shoulder was a lot easier, believe it or not. Because it was a total reaction. That's what I figured. Um, yeah. But you know that the slow motion of that was it's it's kind of like a baseball player, you know, the can of corn, you know, that they catch in the outfield. The ball is just sitting up there, and they're waiting for it to come. And those are tough. It's totally. tough to to wait for that. That and that's totally what that was what occurred to me was just man, Joe open, and oh my god, that must have been waiting for that <laughs> ball to come. I'm standing still. Well, one of the things with the unique situation we have, not only is Joe Valerio appearing more on Monday Night Football, showing us on Monday, <laughs> it's changing how the NFL draft is, uh, mm-hmm. how they're conducting the entire NFL draft, uh, a virtual draft. Uh, Joe, any any thoughts about how they're doing this and changing it up? Well, talk about stand time standing still. You know, the draft for for draftees, you know, that are waiting to get that call, um, it's like an eternity. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I remember, you know, back in 1991, you know, I was at my brother's house and we had our family was there and we gathered. And, you know, back then they only used to televise the first round of the draft and they had a record. They had a record first round in, in length. Everybody had taken the, the maximum amount of time in the first round. So basically, you know, it just went off, it went off the air. And then so it was just sit around and wait. And by the time they got to the 50th pick in the second round, when, when, when we got the phone call and my brother answered the phone, um, I, I didn't know whether it was the second round or the eighth round or the 12th round. Like I had time, just we lost track of time. And, and I think with, you know, this whole new world order of what we're doing here, I think a lot of people who are working from home or working under, you know, intense work situations are starting to also see the fact that time, we've lost track of what time really is. I mean, mm-hmm. I know there are days for me for work where I'll look up and it's four o'clock in the afternoon, Eastern time, and I feel like the day just started. And where did that day go? I don't know if it's Wednesday. I don't know if it's Tuesday. Like, right, we're all going through this mm-hmm. together. And I think, you know, look, it's, it's sort of a, a first world problem, right, that, that these, these young men are waiting to be drafted and have a great career in the NFL because we are going to get through this. And the season's going to happen eventually, no matter when it happens. We're, we are going to get through this and, and we're going to persevere. But I do feel for, I do feel for the players that, that they're not going to have that same level of excitement of being in a big venue, mm-hmm. you know, for the first and second rounds and, and getting a chance to get up on stage and, you know, get up there with Roger Goodell and get their number one jersey in the first totally. round and have their name on it. It's going to be... I mean, it was, it was supposed to be in Vegas and they were literally going to be like on a boat, like going to the podium to be, how cool an experience. How and that cool. will happen, you know, it some, will. A, another year for sure for these it guys. It will. But yeah, there's, there's a lot of... Out. 
people going through that situation, high school seniors, college seniors, you know, matter, no matter what level of, you know, change people are going through and trying to, to go on to the next phase in their life, like these, these NFL, you know, prospects are coming out of college who, you know, most of them as seniors aren't graduating, right, uh, in person. They're going to be doing virtual graduations and things like that from their schools, so they're missing that milestone. It's just a lot, of, it's a lot of stress and strain, and it's going to put, um, you know, an interesting spin on how the draft is viewed, what, you know, we, you, as you and I were talking about, you know, pre-pod recording, like what, what are the NFL, uh, you know, what kind of um, sort of, uh, you know, give and take are they going to have with the teams as far as timing and, and lack of technology, or are they going to have too much technology and things could go wrong? Are they going to have not enough technology and things are going to go wrong? It's going to be interesting to see how they communicate um, and keep everybody in the loop of, of what's going on. I'm, I'm, I'm actually, you know, in, in some way anxious to see how they prepare for this because everybody's doing it at work, right? We're all doing Zoom meetings. We're doing Skype meetings. You know, we're all in this new thing, and, and it's going to be interesting to see how the NFL, um, you know, kind of adjusts to it. Yeah, you mentioned the timing. Uh, they're keeping the same amount of time they've had in recent drafts, 10 minutes per pick. They have said um, – that, you know, if there's a technological issue and stuff, they're not going to so enforce, so strictly enforce that the, the time limit um, this year. Like we remember in the past when teams have jumped ahead, you know, the Chiefs were actually uh, part of that for the Ryan Sims traffic. They were mm -hmm. uh, in the mix when a couple teams got jumped and took too long. So that's not going to happen this year. But, yeah, it's going to be um, uh, so interesting to see. And while we're waiting for that uh, – we're a word from our one of our sponsors we're really excited about. New sponsor for our show, True Classic Tees. Because style is changing, formal wear is out, and the t-shirt is in. True Classic Tees are my favorite. It's based in LA, and the t-shirt company is on the rise. They're soft, they hold up well in the wash, they're incredibly versatile. You can wear them out, you can wear them to work out, and since we're all around the house so much these days, it's the perfect piece of clothing for that. And they're also incredibly cheap, only $15. And now you can get them for even less. Go to trueclassictees.com and use the code at checkout, B-L-E-A-V, for 20% off. That's B-L-E-A-V, B-L-E-A-V at trueclassictees.com. Uh, Joe, and I'm also very excited about this NFL draft. Um, first of all, I think the ratings are going to be through the roof because mm -hmm. there, there's nothing else going on except – you know, other sports, except for the Joe Valerio highlights on Monday Night well, Football. Yeah, <laughs> it is. But it is right, Jeff. It's the first it's going to be the first, you know, major live of sporting event that we'll, we will have um, experience going through this through this COVID-19 totally. issue. Right. I, mean, I can't think yeah. of anything. Can you? I can't yeah, it's I totally the, the first thing since then. And as you pointed out, I think there's a level of curiosity. I'm really uh, well, it's not going to be as cool. And we feel for the, the players who don't get a special experience. I'm very curious to see how this all works and how it looks. See Roger Goodell from his uh, from his from his home. It, I mean, I think the curiosity factor is really going to be there. Yeah, and I, you know, there's part of me as, as you were saying that, and, and, and we will touch back on that, Jeff. I just, but it did it did just hit me about how different this is going to be, and how thank goodness number one we got the combine in right. So thank mm -hmm. goodness the, the the players were able to meet. They got most of the All Star games in. They got the combine in. Um, you know the the, the the administration and coaches and, and managers and everything were able to meet the players and get their physicals and do all that stuff. The players that I feel for 
not to go back and, and focus on the negative. I know we have a lot to talk about as far as how this is going to be perceived, but before it leaves my head, um, it, I feel bad for the players at some of the smaller schools that were really waiting for those pro days. Yeah. You know, and I know we, I think we've talked about in the past. I just, it's, it keeps coming up in my mind as I think about, you know, um, how important that is for so many, especially the smaller school players who may didn't get a combine invite. And, you know, you just don't want them to fall off the radar, right? Because the coaches and the scouts and agents didn't get together and they didn't get to go out to their schools and, and get to see these players live um, and perform and do their 40s and do their jumps and do their lifting and catching and blocking and all that stuff. I, I, I do, I think that's going to put a very interesting spin on where things go through the draft and how players end up in the draft who may have been drafted had they had a pro day. And then we'll see that flood, obviously, of preferred, you know, free agents that will happen, you know, the second after the draft. And it's, that, to me, is another frustrating part of how, you know, the NFL has been, how the teams are going to handle that, too. But it will be very interesting to see, you know, what the commentary is and how they, you know, and how Roger Goodell plays this thing out. And, and our teams more reluctant to trade a little bit with a little – less information and also the complications of having to do it just uh, via this different technology. Uh, Joe, I love the fact that the NFL is holding this draft though. The, the most important thing during this time, of course, is safety. And it sounds like they're going about it the right way, mm -hmm. doing it remotely. So people are in contact at distance. So once safety, once that uh, we know that that's under control, why not do this? You know, some, some have criticized it for being tone deaf. I love the fact that they're doing this as long as it can be safe because I think we all need the distraction. I've been texting nonstop with uh, my, my friends about it. And, uh, you know, I, th I think it's, and it's good for, yes, the, ki the kids, will, unfortunately, the student athletes, former student athletes, will be robbed of that opportunity opposing Goodell, but at least it's important for them to get with the team. I, I love the fact that the NFL is going forward yeah, it's giving us hope, right? It's giving us something to look forward to. There's a lot of sports fans out there that are craving some competition. And the draft is a competition, right? I mean, let's be frank about it. It's 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 a chance to grab and snag the player, you know, of a of a team's dream and to get them on their roster and try to outwit and, you know, outplay a little survivor uh, you know, uh, kind of a uh, homage to the to survivor, right? Outwit, outlast, outplay you know, to try to get those players that they want on their roster and to beat other teams to it. I mean, you know, that's going to be, uh, it's going to be really interesting to see. I, I, like you said, I'm really looking forward to it. And I think fans are, are going to be as well. It's going to be some live competition in a safe environment that we're all going to get, all football fans are going to get to experience. And they're probably going to pick up a bunch of other, maybe, uh, you know, people who are, who are living in the margins of, of being football fans may, may tune in because it's, it's something competitive to see other than, you know, old replays and, you know, the Marvel Olympics that have been on the show. <laughs> so. And that's a great point. Uh, it'll be interesting if we get uh, new viewers because they're just, you know, uh, because the curiosity factor. Mm -hmm. And we're obviously all going to be watching this from our homes and the players are going to be at their homes. And so with home security, there's two ways you can go about protecting your home. You can wait weeks for a technician to do a messy install that costs a fortune, or you can get SimpliSafe, the two-time winner of CNET Editor's Choice Award. SimpliSafe blankets your whole home in safety. Outdoor cameras and doorbells alert you to anyone approaching. Entry motion and glass break sensors guard inside. 
You can set up the system all by yourself and it only takes 30 minutes. You'll have an army of highly trained security experts ready to dispatch police in a moment's notice 24 seven. 50 cents a day with no contracts. So go to simplesafe.com slash team today and you'll get free shipping and a 60 day risk free trial. You've got nothing to lose. Go now and be sure to go to simplesafe.com slash team. That's simplesafe.com slash team. Uh, Joe, who, uh, one guy that I'm really excited uh, to see where he goes, because you never know, he could end up in Kansas City. He's a late round guy, but this is uh, a prospect some Chiefs fans might not uh, know is, is around. Uh, Charlie Heck, Andy Heck, the offensive line coach's son, offensive lineman out of North Carolina. He uh, played at Rockhurst High in Kansas City because obviously Andy Heck was mm-hmm. there. And so th- this, I got a kick out of this. I'm curious if the Chiefs would think about drafting him. And I, I also kind of thought about you because this must be one of Andy Heck's triplet kids, right? Or was this outside the, the – did yeah, he have other he, kids besides the triplets? He, you know, that's a great question. I'd have to look into that, Jeff. That, that's that's a great point. We we will have to look that one up, and and as we get closer to the draft and see what happens. I I'm not 100 percent sure, but I'm sure if we went onto North Carolina's uh, you know website, I'm sure they always put in those bios stuff about families, whose parents or whom, how many sisters they have, and brothers and siblings and things like that. I'm sure we could definitely. But that's a great that's a great point. He could be one of the he could be one of the triplets, and I think it's exciting. I'm. I'm trying to think back. I know there have been a ton of brothers um, that have played. I know there's been a lot of father sons who've, who've played, right, where the, 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 the dad played and the son played. Maybe I'm sure there have been three, four generations, right, grandchildren, great-grandchildren who've made their way through NFL rosters. I don't know, and it's a great question for, for our fans to think about, and, and it's extracurricular. We'll give them some homework, right, while they're all in quarantine. <laughs> um, if there's ever been a father-son coach duo in the NFL, um, where a player was coached by his father at the same position, you know, that would be, or maybe even as the head coach, like that would be an interesting one. I personally can't think of any off the top of my head, but that's a great question. And, you know, why not? I mean, you know, the NFL is a, is a very objective league. And I think, um, you know, if, if, if he ends up coming to Kansas city, you know, uh, you know, I'm sure the way that the NFL works and the way that the coaching staff work, it'll, it'll, it'll be an objective thing. There's not going to be, you know, somebody's not going to get playing time if they're not better than somebody else. Right. And, you know, just what, because it's somebody's up. One, one kind of comp I can think of this, and this it's a little bit different because it wasn't a position coach and it wasn't, uh, you remember Chris Snee, a really good lineman for the New York Giants. Yes. Was the uh, son-in-law. So he, he married Tom Coughlin's daughter. Um, yes. But we'll, we'll give it, give it uh, uh, some yeah. more uh, uh, thought for sure. But first yeah. day, First, a brief moment for one of our new sponsors we're really excited about. Winning comes in all shapes and sizes. It's different for you. It's different for me. One thing is certain. Every day, there's an opportunity to win. Just like scratchers from the Virginia Lottery. Every day, grab and go. Every day, giftable. Every day, fun. The new lucky number scratcher from the Virginia Lottery. 32 chances to win $500,000 plus four bonus games. Stop by your closest retailer and check it out. For odds and more information, visit VALottery.com. Well, Joe, I, I mentioned uh, Andy Hexon. It's going to be interesting to see where he goes. 
if it is actually Kansas City. Uh, I know there's some a very good lineman draft, especially I've heard in, in, during my research reporting that as many as seven offensive tackles mm-hmm. um, could go in the first round. It's, it's really a good draft for that. It's a like very loaded wide receiver class, but very good uh, for offensive line, especially tackles early. There's uh, one guy who's a little bit uh, – I, I know you really like this. Kind of a – might be more of an interior guy. Could maybe bump outside. Yeah, Tristan Werps. I, I, I just – I love the way he plays. I've watched the film on him. I've read articles about him and, 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 and many of the other linemen that are projected to go high as well. And, you know, we don't – we obviously don't think that any of these players are going to slip as we, as we talked with our draft expert last time. And we don't think it, that the Chiefs are really probably going to take a, a lineman in the first round, um, you know, and, and I don't think any of these guys are going to last till that last pick. But – you never know. They could trade up. They could trade out. You know, who knows what's going to happen. But I just, I just, I just love Tristan Warms. I, I what I like about him is, is number one, how he he stacks up. He's he's prototypical, six foot five, three hundred twenty pounds. You know, he's got the size. He does not look heavy at all. Um, he's very athletic. He he has um, big hands. He's got a long reach. Uh, not as long as probably some of the tackles that you might see coming out, the six, seven, you know, tackles that are coming out, probably why he's going to be more dear to the interior. Uh, he ran a four, eight, five at the combine. Unbelievable for 320 wow. pounds, four, eight, five. He did, he did the bench press 24 times, which is, you know, really, really good for a player with those kind of long arms. Um, and, and he's got a 36 and a half inch vertical jump. So, which, you know, if you've ever seen a 320 pound person dunk a basketball, he could absolutely do that with a 36 and a half inch vertical being six foot five. He can easily dunk a basketball. So if you never if you've never seen that, then you know, I know I know we've all watched, you know, Shaquille O'Neal dunk a ball and he's a big dude. But you know, when you see a, a player like uh, the size of, of, of Tristan Works, you know, dunk a basketball, that's pretty amazing. He was three sporter, which I totally respect. Um, you know, I think he um, you know he's got those that athletic ability. He he was, he was a wrestler. Um, he was, um, you know, he's from Iowa, which is, you know, that's what Iowa does. They keep their players. He he won the state title in the discus. He won the state title in wrestling. You know, he's a state champion. He's a champion. He's got championship DNA, played for Iowa, you know, fantastic big 10 lineman of the year. Um, you know, he was all, you know, first team, all big 10, obviously. And, and, and he's a monster in the weight room. You know, he's, uh, he's, he set, uh, team records with, um, you know, the hanging clean. So it's not just about the bench press. He's got that complete strength, which is, which is pretty amazing. I mean, hanging hang clean is where you, you know, you lift the bar off the ground, you hold it by your thighs, and then you have to, you know, kind of jerk it up to your chest. Right. And, you know, that's, he set the school record with that. So that's, he's more than just the bench presser. Right. And um, he's got full, full body strength, which I, I think, you know, and teams are going to be fighting over him. I, I think personally, you know, he could do the Giants, the Chargers, the Cardinals, Tampa Bay. I mean, I know everybody's showing interest in him. Um, it's going to be uh, fun to see see if he can sneak up into even a little bit higher uh, pick than, than where he's been projected. So long story long, I, I, I think he's – I love watching him play. He's, he's got a nasty streak on the field, but he seems like a really good kid. So I'm excited to see what happens with Tristan Morris. I, I'm really excited to say, and he, he might, even though he's – could be more of an interior guy. He might be the. He could still be the first lineman draft. He's that good. You know, mm-hmm. might even go over some tackles. And yeah, anytime you get somebody who is that much of a workout wonder, plus they have the game film to show it. That's yeah. really 
Yeah, that, yeah. that's like the I, ultimate prospect. And, and as we've talked about before, Jeff, I'm a Big Ten fan as far as linemen go. You know, I just think they put out linemen because of the pro-style offenses that are run up and down the Big Ten, you know, maybe a little bit more than the power running games and some of the run-pass option that you see in the SEC. Um, I think I think the linemen that they put out are athletic and they're almost NFL prototypical. You know, when you look at the Big Ten, when you look at the Pac-10, and going back to Andy's son, you look at the ACC. You know, the ACC is a very athletic conference, and that's what the NFL is looking for, right? Speed, size, agility. It's not always a, it's not a smash-mouth game in the NFL. So I'm, uh, I'm excited to see how the, uh, the other conferences stack up this time against the SEC. Totally. Yeah, that'll be another interesting subplot. And while you're waiting this one out at home with us, you can still have some fun betting at betonline.ag. With no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might think there's nothing to bet on. But, 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 BetOnline still has hundreds of places to wager, including their online casino with poker and blackjack. Sports aren't totally done. There's still eSports, American Idol, Big Brother, the elections, the spelling bee, their $750,000 poker series. There's still fun to be had, so go to betonline.ag and use the promo code MYPOD100 to receive your welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's betonline.ag and use the promo code MYPOD100. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. Well, Jeff, I'm going Uh, right on. As soon as we hang up, as soon as we, you know, we finish the recording, I'm going on bet online to see if I can find out where I can get a bet on Tristan Wirth and how high he's going to go <laughs> on the draft. So with, with our bet online account. So I'm excited is, about that. Is there um, someone he reminds you of either during your uh, playing days or someone currently a good comp for him? I think he's, he's got a little bit more height than Will Shields, but I think he's got the athletic ability. He, he reminds me a lot of Will Shields. Um, you know, Will was a little bit shorter and that's why he was really geared to the interior, right. Um, coming out of, you know, coming out of Nebraska. Um, you know, I, I, you know, I think that he's probably the player. I think that the Chiefs fans might, might relate the most to, um, coming out of, you know, coming out of the interior. Cause he's, he's not, he's, he's just too big to be like a Dave Zott or somebody that I played with in the line. Um, you know, there was a there was a player that if you go back now, we're going back mid eighties to early nineties to Dave Lutz. Oh, sure. Dave Lutz, Dave Lutz out of Georgia Tech was, you know, he was six five. He was in that range. He was a six five, three hundred and twenty pound interior player, super athletic, incredibly, you know, what, what we used to call in the in the NFL, country strong. Um, just so I think he, he does remind me a little bit when I see him in a uniform. Um, he reminds me of Dave Lutz for those fans that can remember can remember back that far. But I, I think, you know, anytime you get compared to a, a Hall of Famer like Will Shields, you know, who would want to be in company like that? Absolutely. And there's kind of some parallels between, you know, Will Shields was that great Nebraska uh, run first offense. Uh, they're kind of not what they used to be as a program. Ho- hopefully with Scott Frost, will bringing them back. Mm-hmm. Uh, but who's kind of replaced him in the Big Ten? Kind of Iowa and Wisconsin and worse. Yeah. You know, it, it's kind of like an old Nebraska lineman, if you will. So. Yeah, exactly. So it's uh, it's good good analogy, and I think it's somebody who looks like. Hey, I mean, who do you like, Jeff? What do you who are you thinking? Uh, who's a player that you're tracking and watching? Do you have a couple of favorites or a favorite that you're thinking about? You know, seeing what happens. Yeah, I, I'm going to talk about. I wouldn't say necessarily he's my favorite, but I want to talk to him because about him because the, he keeps being linked to the Chiefs, and that's mm-hmm. Jalen Johnson. Uh, but before we go into that, we're talking about these college kids and where they're going to end up. 
for the professional careers. And that's kind of the perfect segue. The perfect hire can have an impact on your business for years to come. And the only place to find the perfect hire is on LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has over 675 million members worldwide. LinkedIn Jobs screens candidates with the hard and soft skills you're looking for so you can hire the right person fast. LinkedIn looks beyond the work skills and puts your job post in front of qualified candidates to match your business requirements perfectly. It's no wonder a person is hired every eight seconds with LinkedIn. That's why companies rated LinkedIn Jobs the number one hiring platform for delivering quality hires. Find the right person for your business today with LinkedIn Jobs. You can pay what you want and get the first $50 off. Just visit linkedin.com slash team. Again, that's linkedin.com slash team to get $50 off your first job post. Terms and conditions apply. Um, Jalen Johnson, um, not necessarily my favorite, but I'm very interested. That's who the Kansas City Star in their mock draft projected. Um, I, I was doing some research for some stories. I talked to Dane Brugler of The Athletic, and he projected them in his mock draft. So it, it, it's kind of interesting that they keep um, – projecting him to the Chiefs and I can, I can see why that he's the Chiefs obviously need cornerback help um he, and he's a he's a big guy he's you know six feet at least so he can and that's why he's very aggressive and a good press corner um uh, so he's about six foot 195 pretty big for a corner and he's also like he's got great character he was like an all academic guy in school and um, so I'm, I'm curious just to see if, if everyone, if this is really what the Chiefs do. I kind of think it's going to be the opposite because whenever everyone says this is all going to happen, I feel right. it, it, that's not how it actually ends up. Yeah. Yeah. But then, you know, I mean, Utah had a great, you know, they had a great run too. Very yeah. good season. I mean, they're, they're, they play quality, quality, um, you know, competition. Um, you know, he's, it's funny because I'm looking at his stats right now, and you know he had a 36 inch, 36 and a half inch vertical. You know, as did as did Tristan Horace. It's like, can you imagine those two guys jumping the same amount of height? One guy weighs 195 pounds, the other guy weighs 320. Uh, pretty amazing athletic ability of some of these players. But he's really fast. He's strong. You know, he's. I think he's got all the skills. And like you said, I, what I like most, and what I think the Chiefs, and why I think you're absolutely spot on, is I think you know the Chiefs are a chemistry and sort of uh, do what's right when nobody's looking type organization. And uh, I, I think he, he definitely fits the bill there. Yeah, Jalen Johnson definitely seems like that kind of guy, that kind of high-character guy. As far as the best, just all-around players, not only worse, the guy that I think is kind of like worse, that had great production on the field and just spectacular workout numbers, Isaiah Simmons, who's, mm. who would be so perfect yeah. for the Chiefs. He's obviously uh, going to be – I think he's going to go – top 10, if not, maybe I think he might go top five, maybe to the Giants. Kansas City guy, went to Oath Latham North, just a spectacular athlete, um, can play linebacker, can play safety, kind of perfect for the modern-day NFL. Oh, yeah. You know, and he played for Davo Sweeney, you know. I mean, it's you know he's going to you know he's going to come out of there with with great – and we keep overusing this term, and our, our fans are going to get sick of us here in a championship DNA. Um, you know, he's got, he's got all of the tools. Um, he's a stud, he's a specimen, um, you know, good luck trying to block that guy. Um, so I, I, you know, I think you're right. It's going to be very interesting to see how he jockeys his way into, you know, edging out some of these, you know, super, not that he's lucky projected as high as, you know, seven, six in the draft, but like if he can, 
if he can maybe bump up even ahead of, you know, a Tristan Wurst or, mm-hmm. you know, a Jeff Okuda or somebody like that, like if he could even, you know, who knows, somebody might want to say, all right, we're going to go with the best player available. Let's just take him. And maybe he goes above that, you know, number seven projected spot to, you know, to maybe even jumping into the top five. Who knows, right? You never know on draft. And we never know what this whole new world order, right? What's going to happen. Um, Could so, totally yeah, see him going top five. Absolutely. Yeah. Speaking of this new world order, and we'll, we'll be back uh, next week to go more into the prospects and talk about who, you know, the, the Chiefs might uh, take. Um, you mentioned the new world order. So is, is there one thing about this draft you're, you're most interested to see just as far as not necessarily what the Chiefs do and who goes where, but just of the, the, the new order, as you said, you know, is it seeing Roger Goodell in his living room, perhaps on a Game of Thrones chair? What, what, right. Joe, what are you what you're most looking forward to with this? <laughs> That's a great visual. Thanks, Jeff. I'm going to be thinking about that one now. Um, I'll be, that'll be in my dreams tonight. Um, <laughs> but I think, I think what I'm, what I'm really interested to see is, uh, you know, I don't know, know if you were able to catch a little bit of, um, you know, Saturday Night Live, Tom Hanks hosted mm-hmm. virtual Saturday Night Live, right? And it was like to see like Tom Hanks in his house doing the monologue, right? I, that's what I, every time you kept talking about Roger Goodell doing the draft in his house, that's what you kind of picture, right? He's going to be sitting in his home office somewhere, right? Because we're all, everybody's doing their part and practicing the social distancing and doing the right thing so we can get through this as a, as a country together. Um, I'm curious to see how this gets televised. Like, I'm like, and when I mean that, I mean, like, are they going to have, like, how are they going to be able to, in, in, in the 15 minutes that the teams get to um, make their pick, you know, like when everybody's at a big venue, like they were supposed to be in Vegas or if they were at, you know, one time they did it on the art museum steps in Philly. And, you know, like, how are they going to zoom in on the next player or the team, the coach, the GM? Like, are they going to be together, right? Because, like, technically they, you know, in a lot of our states, they really shouldn't be, right? They mm-hmm. shouldn't because we're not, they're not essential workers, right? So, like, Andy Reid probably shouldn't be with Brett Beat. They shouldn't be together, technically, mm-hmm. if you really think about it, right? Unless they've been living together the whole time since the quarantine started. But, you know, like, is it going to be one, is it going to be a box on Andy Reid, a box on Brett Beach? a box on Roger Goodell, maybe the next player that's available. Like how are they going to get to capture the excitement of that player with his family? Like that's the production is what I'm yeah, trying to get at. Right. Like, that, was a long, gonna be that was a long story, long explanation to a very simple word. I'm very curious to see how the production of this goes and how they get, get people on camera. Are they giving people iPhones? Are they giving them like what webcams? Like how are they going to try to capture the magic of the draft on a on a couple of boxes on a screen from a Zoom technology or a Skype technology or whatever. yeah, I'm curious about the production too. And then they've you know they've said that they've got pretty strict like the players can basically be with their families so that they have you know a small meaningful group but not more than that. But yeah, do they have do they actually have like some photographer with like Tua or or is it all just remote? They're in front of just. Like, it seems like you couldn't have a photographer with him, but that would be pretty tough to make Tua's poor family have to not only worry about where he's going, but then have to right. <laughs> worry right. about the right. camera, too. Yeah, we just don't want, we don't want the NFL to get bad pub out of this. You know, mm-hmm. we, don't, we, don't want, we don't want people to say that they didn't do the right thing, right? By, you know, because look, there, there, are, there are 
religious groups making sacrifices. There are educational organizations and institutions making sacrifices of not getting large groups together. And you just don't want this to be a mark on the NFL to say, you know, you didn't follow the rules, everybody. You know, you, you allowed these gatherings. I mean, I mean, Jeff, not to be, you know, to, not to be morbid about it, but, you know, I, I have some, I have a, a friend of mine who's, who had a, a death in the family in this, during this time. And, you know, even, even the, the, the funerals and memorial services are being limited to yeah. five people, you know, and you can't see your loved ones within a certain distance and you got to like, you got to, you got to go pay your respects one at a time and you can't even see. So like, let's not, and I'm only using that, that story as, a, as to, to make a point about, I don't want the NFL like to get that mark against them to say, mm-hmm. look, even, even people who had dealing with these, these unbelievable tragedies, right. My, you know, my daughter's a nurse and, and she works in, in, in the, um, in the NICU with, with small babies mm-hmm. and, and, you know, they're only allowing, you know, one family member in to come see the baby there and they're limiting it for the whole stay of the baby. So like, you know, it's like, we don't want the NFL to fall prey to, come on guys, the medical industry, the educational industry, business, all these other people are following the rules and you're letting, you're kind of letting this slip just because of the draft. So just forewar- you know, for, fair warning to them. I hope they, they, they do that part of it right. And it doesn't, it doesn't make, make it a negative experience. Totally. We're certainly all hoping for that and wishing for that. Well, if you enjoyed this show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. Thank you, and we'll be back next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.